there was only one point where like her opponent turned up and her opponent was I think like 25 and my mum was almost 50 at the time and I saw her opponent and I was like oh my god <laughs> that woman's about to fight my mum and she's like really dead <laughs> like, um, very young mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that was a bit where I was like oh gosh and then I just had to psych myself I was like just ignore it carry on all right camera there yeah, camera yeah there. I'm a filmmaker <laughs> yeah 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 exactly. I'm a filmmaker. in the zone oh we've got a broken tripod let's sort that out <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the 48th episode of Making It Women on Film, a podcast where we sit down with women working across the film and TV industry to talk about their journeys, experiences, advice and the importance of diversity in front and behind the camera. I'm your host Vita and today I'm joined by no other than Alexandra Shipman, she's a documentarian and the director behind the new documentary Bam Bam, a film about Sandra Shipman, yes, that is her mother and she is a 50 year old female boxer and this is her story so without any further ado uh let's just get into it i am here with alex shipman hi alex how are you doing i'm good thank you how are you good good so for people who aren't already familiar with you and what you do could you just briefly introduce yourself and just tell us a bit about what kind of filmmaker you are so i'm alex i uh preliminary work as a behind the scenes camera operator um, sometimes sort of called a self-shooter or a shooting AP, depending on what the project is. Um, so I work on sort of like major motion pictures, shooting the making of, um, of, of the making the film. But my main ambition is to sort of shoot and direct documentaries. So I've worked on some for the BBC, um, short form docs for BBC mostly. I did work on one long form doc as well as um, a B camera operator and um, also made my own first feature doc, which is about my mother, who's a boxer. Which is very exciting and we yeah. will get talking about. So you obviously, you yeah. know, you've been on a lot of sets, whether that's capturing them or working on them or, you know, both. Uh, you have a lot of experience there, but when, like... Do you think you first started to have any idea like that you wanted to work with filming? When did that start? Was it early? Was it later? Did you have like a childhood obsession with films? What was it like? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, um, it was subliminally there the whole time. Um, I was quite heavily dyslexic when I was a kid and I really struggled to read. Um, So most of sort of my knowledge and and things I talk about with my friends is always films so that's really where like it started with it is you know I could sort of skip the stage of reading a book and like try and switch the conversation onto a book that had been turned into a film um so that was sort of always been there and I you know you pick up a camera and I was the generation of Windows Movie Maker just being added to things <laughs> oh God, and yeah. you know like star wipes all that kind of stuff oh, that yes. you play with um which uh oh so I always did that in the background but I was actually um a dancer when I was growing up um Mm. so I went to performing arts school and I did some dance competitions and things like that and um and I got an injury that sort of stopped that so I started that's when I looked at other interests that I'd done sort of my whole life and that's where I, I saw that there'd always been film um so I did like a um a short film academy the BFI film academy mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it just sort of spiraled. I managed to get runner work um, and I saw that I really liked camera. So I became camera assistant and then it sort of worked its way up to camera operator and what I do now. That's so interesting. Uh, uh, you know, I think some people are always like, oh, I've just always known this. And then, you know, you had like kind of a different direction and had to, you, you ended up here, as you said, but it was always there. Um, 
And then there's a very much focus on kind of nonfiction things, you know, documentary and behind the scenes. Uh, when did that come in for you? Why is that like a particular niche for you? I think it's like I always I think when you first go into the film industry, it's always your sort of seen you look through fiction so most of the courses aimed at young people or about fiction filmmaking or or it just that seems to be the more accessible thing in cinemas it's always fiction so I think that's why you always do that first you don't really know about the other areas of it um but I always remember it like I was always a people watcher growing up and you know I just sit there and watch people talk or you know and all that and I felt like once I started seeing what documentary was and I just happened to um uh camera assist on a documentary and I was like wow this is so interesting it sort of married my love of people watching with the filming yeah <laughs> um and I was like oh okay this could be a really interesting avenue and then I mean it really did come about because of my my mum as well like I I remember I'd go to networking events and it was just always that sort of common question of like oh what do your parents do and then I said oh my mum's a boxer and it's just very normal for me and it obviously isn't very normal yeah. <laughs> for everyone else so I was like oh, okay this could be like an interesting film um so that was sort of then when I was once I'd made I'd made a short film about her I was like yes this is definitely what I, what I want to do like I really like that sort of um marriage between it the filmmaking aspect of it but you're telling a real story um you know more than just your average journalism there's sort of like a a visual to yeah it, yeah um, which I really liked uh-huh and I think there's also just something about boiling down a narrative something that can be so big because obviously when we're talking about your mom and her journey that's obviously a life story and then you can kind of capture those elements and show that and share that and make have people connect with that even though they haven't lived through it in the same way that she has I think there's something really beautiful about that yeah for sure like you, uh, you always find that uh, everyone's got such an interesting story and it really sort of shows the connections of you know to go really deep but humanity like there's so many parallels between everyone's story and I think that's always what's quite interesting about documentaries you can really show that and make it accessible to people like even though yes I don't see myself as being a boxer I can I can connect with this part of the journey or I can connect with that part of the journey and I think that's always quite interesting and I always quite like that with documentary filmmakers and they just present the facts and it's so hard like to be distant and not oh yeah your own opinion Mm -hmm. on things and stuff like that but I think you know it it can be really interesting just to present things as they are and see what people's interpretations are of them that's what I always found quite interesting like when you talk about a doc more than a fiction is that there could be people connected with so many different things and there's so many different angles that people approached it from um so that's what I always found really interesting mm-hmm. yeah I, I think a lot of people might not immediately connect with documentaries um because you know fiction is the dominant and documentaries kind of get a bad rep if you're not in the world or if you already don't already have like a, an obsession with something that's related to it. like I started out being fascinated by documentaries because I was fascinated by true crime and so I watched a lot of true crime documentaries and then that kind of extended into all kinds of other documentaries that just bring out that curiosity for you know humans and human psychology and experiences um so I think it's just really important that people can open themselves up to that and especially now where I don't know how you feel about this but 
we do live in an age where people get most of their information and news from just headlines. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, you know, journalism is at a tough spot where there is so many people who can just publish anything, which in one way is great and in one way is not so great. And then there's also just a lot of people who don't read it at all, but still just read the headline. And I feel like documentaries, if you're not a particular reader, can really be a great way of drawing people into a subject and learning more about it and actually connecting with it because you have that visual element where you can see the person, you know, you can feel that and you can use other components like editing and music to really draw them in and tell that story in a way that that might otherwise be lost. So I think it's a just a fascinating craft and I really hope, especially as we're seeing like Netflix in specifically is really big on documentaries right now which hopefully is drawing more people into it and opening up the doors to make it not seem like a you know boring thing because it's not it's not <laughs> yeah I mean that's what I loved is that I like we you know the, the that's what I always find really interesting about the, the proper filmmaking aspects of it is you can take a story that I remember I watched one called um the watchmaker's apprentice which is just about a guy that made watches but like it was and which is something that you wouldn't normally I wouldn't normally click on but I thought oh that's like a kind of magical title for a documentary and but the way that they filmed it the way they shot it they had this like beautiful narration every now and then by John Hurt you know the filmmaking of it sort of drew you in and then the story kind of kept you there I thought that was always a really sort of interesting aspect to to um documentary but also like when going back to how what we were saying about um you know it's so hard to sort of there's so much content out there and you don't know what what is true and what's opinion I feel like with documentary or or at least that that what we had what I did for Bam Bam was we tried to really make it a character piece like everything is from my mum's perspective so I think it's quite obvious when something's an opinion because it's it's only really her voice throughout it or someone talking about her that's close to her um we only very briefly um had someone from the boxing board of control um british boxing board of control speak um but we had to i wanted to be really careful with that because obviously that's bringing in like an official voice which can then feel not propagandary but you know it's like it's pushing that thing of that having that voice of saying like we don't think she should box you know and and there's lots of different reasons why they have that which we weren't, weren't going to have time to go into in the doc so i think if we put too much of that in it might have seemed a bit like we were putting him in to be the villain which I feel like is always a very tricky thing in documentary when you're sort of labeling someone as the villain um but because he's not you know at the end of the day he was doing his job and everything like that so that's why it was like for me it was really important it was a sort of character piece and I always find I gravitate more towards documentaries like that because you kind of know where you you stand with the opinions and and everything like that Mm -hmm. no absolutely and so so let's talk about Bam Bam which is the documentary about your mother Sandra Shipman um before I get into why you decided to make this what that process has been like because I can imagine it's quite intense to also document some a life of somebody who's so close to you um growing up having your mom be a boxer which again is not a very uh, common profession and something that definitely makes people go what really tell me about that what was that like growing up 
yeah it was it was quite strange like um because also like she she had loads of strange diets that she had to go on all the time and then she'd like try and put me and my dad on them and we'd have like strange healthy meals all of a sudden out of nowhere and as a kid I knew like that meant oh okay for eight weeks we're gonna have this now until the fight happens and um or like randomly turning up with a black eye or a broken nose when I get picked up from school but um you know it was it was just it's so strange it was just it was just her job it was just what she did you know it didn't feel odd it wasn't really like we spoke about it at school or anything like that it was just you know my mum she always had this um she was sort of known around the school anyway because she was like quite she dressed quite quirky and she always wore like um t-shirts with like bad sayings on them <laughs> and she drove like a, a vintage mini cooper <laughs> so people just knew who she was more uh-huh, than that yeah. um and um and then, yeah, it wasn't until I was older, actually, that I realised that you sort of talk about, I, th- I think probably until you're like 17 or something, you don't really talk about what your parents do. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was at that stage that I was like, okay, no, that is quite strange, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she does that. But no, I mean, for the most part, though, just, she's just a normal, you know, normal mum, whatever that means. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, did you, she was just mum. Did you <laughs> go to the fights as a kid or was that like, no? No, it was like, uh-huh. actually, the first fight I ever went to of hers was the one we filmed for the doc. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, it was quite crazy. We had like a five camera crew. We had like two persons. It was like a, it was the biggest team I'd ever directed. It was like eight, 10 of us, I think. Um, and it was, uh, and then, yeah, it was a, that was the first fight that I ever watched her live. Um, I mean, I'd watched videos back of it and um, and stuff like that, but um but yeah, no, that was the first one. And actually it was quite good, I think, because it was like my mind was distracted. There was only one point where like her opponent turned up and her opponent was, I think, like 25. And my mum was almost 50 at the time. And I saw her opponent and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that woman's about to fight my mum and she's like really dead. <laughs> like, uh, very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a bit where I was like, oh gosh. And then I just had to psych myself. I was like, just ignore it. Carry on. All right, camera there. Yeah, camera yeah there. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> in the zone. Oh, we've got a broken tripod. Let's sort that out. <laughs> it was like, um, wow. That's. Yeah, so that was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like she's always been a boxer to you, hasn't she? Yeah. I mean, she did. She started it because I was because she wanted to lose weight after having me. I'm a child, so it was her first first and last kid. But, um, and she, yeah, so she did box exercise and, and stuff like that. And then, yeah, it was about, I think when I was four or five, she had her first fight. So um, so it's been like, yeah, my lifetime basically that she's done it. Wow. Uh, and then, yeah, as I said, you know, people started asking you these questions and you kind of just started noting these questions down. Um, what, what were some of those questions that people regularly ask that kind of sparked this, oh, you know maybe I should tell this story yeah it was it was like why did she start um and people always did find it really nice that it was like a nice parallel that I don't know if she started having a kid started this new career for her you know it's like the RGB of it you know I remember when I watched her doc it was like she really knuckled down after having a kid and going to uni and got you know so <laughs> I paralleled my mother to <laughs> RGB and um uh Ruth Gated Gin- Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah yeah, Bader yeah. Ginsburg. Okay, in case you didn't know why I meant by that but um so yeah, they people really liked that about it. It was like how many fights she had. Um, is she undefeated? Uh, 
you know what what is her day-to-day life like she's she works as a personal trainer and writes sort of nutrition books and things like that um and uh is she going to carry on doing it um and the, and the one that was always interesting was like is she professional um and that was where we sort of had the thing of um even though she's had all these uh white collar fights um she was never allowed to go amateur and professional um because britain has an age cap on women um only so if you're male uh they've let males go through but they haven't let women um so um after a certain age but i mean it's not to say that they always let all men that are of a similar age go through but there have been men that are over the age of 45 that have been allowed there's not um, the cap is not in the same way yeah Yeah. Uh um so so that was always a bit like wow okay um <laughs> so for people yeah. uh people who don't know like can you explain kind of this white collar term when it comes to boxing yeah so white collar is is basically unlicensed there's no um boxing board or or anything overseeing the fights um but they call it white collar because it is done completely by the book it's basically run like a like an amateur or professional fight just no one's getting paid um so that's why you you know when you're at that level you want to go for white collar fights as opposed to just unlicensed fights um because it's just a good training ground to then go on to do amateur and professional fights but um a lot of the boxing boards in general of any age group don't condone white collar boxing even though it is like the training ground um to go on to do they just you know the the boxing board of control just say that they don't condone it in any way because there's no there's no body overseeing it so it can be unsafe um and my mum has experienced that she did have a and annoyingly it's something we didn't include in the the doc because it was like it was just too long but she had a kickboxing fight that was completely unlicensed it wasn't white collar and she turned up and the and the ring dimensions were wrong and the ring was made out of mattresses oh, and right. yeah um, yeah it was quite oh it was a bit and it was in a pub you know it was just completely you know not good but but they don't they the boxing boards just see all on licensed fights as that but white collar is a different caliber and it's like the one we did it was in like a, a golf club um or in like a fancy hotel these white collar fights it's, it sort of goes back to the thir- the 30s you know where it was like the upper class go and watch the working class box in a fancy hotel is that kind of standard of boxing um but then yeah you'd normally go to amateur so that's sort of like olympic level and then professional is is like the anthony joshua's and yeah and that kind of right of right and so like kind of i guess if they are condoning these white collar um boxing rounds like what are the kind of requirements to get into the licensed uh, boxing like what what's the difference there um obviously they have the board and that but but kind of what what steps would you have to take to get there and obviously your mom isn't on that um and yeah just tell me about that journey for her so it's basically that they do they do, you do a series of tests so it's like cardiac tests concussion tests um i think someone has to come in and watch you in the ring and watch you spar with someone um a whole bunch of health checks blood tests all that kind of stuff 
Um, and then you're given something called a yellow book, which means you can go on to be amateur. There is a chance some of this is slightly wrong what I'm saying. <laughs> so if anyone does Google it, but it, it, I'm pretty sure that is how it works because um, I think the yellow book is what gets you to amateur and lets you fight abroad as well for the country. Because um, that's what my mum did to go in amateur. It might be slightly different for professional. I can't quite remember, but, um, but that is the main brunt of it. So what we did is we got my mum to do all the tests um, and she passed them all, um, and yet they still wouldn't. They still wouldn't give her the yellow book. Um, so that's where the cap ends. Even if you pass all the tests, even if you know you, hmm. you meet all their requirements, um, they just don't want to take the risk. Is how they see it. So they didn't give her the yellow book, and it was because she wanted to go and fight in this. Um, uh, but it's called the um, World Amateur Boxing championship or um, American Masters is, is a name for it so that's what she wanted to go over and fight in and there was a woman in Australia of the same age as her that had been given a yellow book by the Australian government um, to go over and fight so she would have had an opponent of the same age for the first time as well um, but uh, our boxing border control wouldn't. Wow um, so, so that's <laughs> slightly infuriating surely yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow um, but okay so You've obviously kind of known about this your whole life, maybe not so much in details, I haven't gone to the fights and that. And then uh, I'm sure you probably were a bit curious about the in, you know, the, the insights to her job as well. Um, and and make decide what was it that really said made you think like, oh, this could actually be a documentary. And how did you go about telling your mom about that too? <laughs> Mm. oh yeah that was very interesting it was like we I remember the short was fine because the short we just did like it was five minutes it was just voiceover and then I just filmed her in the gym um but when we got the feature commissioned it was very much like you know she sort of in the even when the short like I'd ask her questions and she'd muddle up all her words and she said like I remember once she said um oh we wanted to um uh why did you want to go into boxing and she said oh I wanted to get fat and unfit and I was like you wanted to get fat <laughs> And she went, no, I mean, I wanted to get fit and I didn't want to be. <laughs> so it was like trying to get her sort of to be calm. And I remember we at home, I'd, well, I wasn't living at, at their house, but I'd come over every now and then on the lead up to filming all the major interviews for the feature. And, and we would just sort of work the camera in. We'd sit in the living room, we'd have the camera really far away and we'd chat and then I'd work it into a closer and closer position. Um, and then I had to have, you know, she, she met all the DOP and everything like that. Um, and then so that meant when we had like the much bigger camera and lights on her and all that kind of stuff, she sort of um, started to it started to be more natural. But what was really interesting is obviously there's some bits in the doc which she's very passionate about. And like most of that stuff, you know, just sort of rolled off that like you would have never have known she was nervous at all um, or um, or was a bit, you know, things she was angry about. That, that was the thing she, that came out most naturally is when she was angry about um so so yeah we sort of went about that and um I chatted to my parents about like everything before going on camera and um and uh and then just was just like I'm probably gonna leave no stone unturned and like you know it's gonna be it's gonna be weird like it might seem like you know um and uh and my mum was like oh but that bit wasn't very nice so maybe I shouldn't say that and my dad'd be like no say it because that's what's interesting <laughs> and, then, <laughs> um, and then there was one point where my um 
yeah, there's a bit in the doc as well when my dad cries over something and I was just there like okay and hold mm. everything's fine oh. and then I was like because I really wanted to cut mm. and I was like I shouldn't cut, shouldn't cut. and then and then he got up and, and was like oh I'm sorry is that okay I was like no it was great <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah um, so it was a bit that was all a bit strange I remember yeah. finding all of the the interview process really weird mm-hmm. but um but everything where I just went in, I filmed them on a day-to-day basis. I filmed my mum prepping her meals. It was like when they had things to do and I was just there filming them, it all just felt very natural and they were completely fine on camera. But yeah, it was like, it was the interviews that were a bit strange. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it just being weird to, you know, because documentaries, they're bare, you know, it's vulnerable and you you have to be honest. It's a documentary, you know? Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know, like, were there any, obviously you mentioned that bit with your dad, but those like moments where you like, did you ever almost doubt whether you wanted to go through with it? Or was it just like, oh, this is just, I'm just gonna have to pull through with this. It's weird, but you know, the end product will be really great. Mm. yeah I think I think there was bits where I did end up hold back there's a bit in the in the documentary which was um uh like a real kind of low point in my mum's career and I was like trying to really get something out of her but I could see she couldn't quite yeah go there mm. like she could recite it but like I didn't want to make her cry no. but you know it's just like um, I just was like I kept sort of I kept asking questions about it and just kept getting answers from her just for like different sort of variations on it um and everything like that just because I felt the more that we talked about it the more like she got sort of impassioned with her answers um so that was a bit but then I was just like I think I've done enough and I couldn't tell if I'd got it's like one of those things in the day where I couldn't tell if I got what I needed for that moment I think in the edit it it plays fine but it was like I probably could have kept going if I really wanted but it's like at the time I was just like no this is good this is fine but that's all like a learning thing of like maybe that should have been the moment where I pushed a bit more but it was also it was my mum yeah yeah exactly yeah not only yeah not only are you like doing this with people you know and love uh and you know you have to try to be unbiased and but you can't treat them like any other person that you would interview you just can't like it's just and obviously they don't see you as somebody who is just filming them they see you as their daughter so that's obviously just a dynamic you can't really remove um but but this was also your first feature documentary so there's probably a lot of yeah just feelings in that um knowing that this was kind of your debut in that way how did that do you think influence um the way you went about it because obviously it's a lot of new things you had been doing shorts and obviously doing camera operation for a long time uh but this was a different move altogether yeah no it was crazy like I think we I definitely we had a plan for the doc I think the and then the plan because basically I really wanted to end it with like a final fight with my for my mum and then we filmed it like in a really cool cinematic way and that was sort of like the crescendo of the movie and like we held out for like two and a half years because the fight would come and then it would cancel and the fight would come and the opponent would pull out and 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 then I started like sitting down it's like I might just have to do it without the fight and I was sitting there like I don't think this works if there's no fight in it and that, that was like when I was thinking of half not half giving up but it's like maybe maybe it's just not or I just have to rethink this whole thing or something like that. But then luckily a fight did come along um, and we were able to film it, but it just meant like the whole, the whole process of it took way longer 
than we were ever expecting. It was almost like four and a half years making this film in the end. And um, in a way, I feel like that, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself at the beginning that this was going to be like the film to break me in the industry. And, you know, and I'd go to, to all the major, I don't know, some just big things would happen. But, um, but now it's like with distance from it, it's like you do realise it's your first feature. It's not going to be perfect. Like as long as it sort of gets you some recognition, that's, that's good so I feel like the distance in a way has helped I think in the the first three years I was putting so much pressure on it to be just like the perfect thing and it was never going to be you know you can never make something that's perfect anyway um so that was quite interesting sort of letting go of that and like really understanding what I wanted as a filmmaker for it because I think that was we've done a sort of slightly non-linear thing and that was where we follow my mum's training up until this final fight and then reference back through the training process to like other fights that have had similar things and that was always what I really wanted to do um so when when that final fight wasn't going to happen we were just going to we just started doing a linear edit but it was just like oh this is my mum as a child until now and I was just like god this is so boring <laughs> and um, it just didn't have that sort of interesting structure to sort of like keep you engaged because it's it's just not as it is you know at the end of the day it's like you need as interesting as my mum is she's not a celebrity or anything like that so you kind of had to glorify her a bit to begin with so you're not as interested in finding out what she was like as a child if you don't know who she is as an adult so that was the thing that we struggled with the most so when that final fight came along it meant that we could do everything and we, we started the movie with this cool boxing promo that like established everything about her and then and then you could go on to a bit of training and then we referenced back to her as a child and the whole thing once that sort of started happening in the edit um the whole thing sort of felt like it, it was together a bit more but but yeah it was all just a huge like learning curve on how any of that works and and how you even plan a documentary in the edit because there was planning I think that's the other thing as well that everyone always thinks dogs you just sort of shoot it and find it in the edit but it was like we did actually have to do a lot of planning as we were editing to see like oh what do we need to pick up for this moment and we went back and we shot some interviews and and stuff like that so so yeah all of it was just uh, I feel like I would what I would do differently is I actually try and plan more like I wouldn't leave it all just to be like oh let's just shoot at something <laughs> and see what comes together you know I think you can that's the sort of underestimation of documentaries you can plan um I think that's at least a loose plan you know obviously you need to be adaptable but there needs to be some kind of structure in your head before you start I think mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. um no no so that was no no yeah. totally especially when you you know you know your mom you know a lot about her story already and obviously you are following things as they happen but a lot of things have already happened as well uh like going in what was kind of your idea of what was gonna be and how much different do you think that was from the final product mm. I think and weirdly, I think it is quite close to what I thought it was going to be. I think it's a little bit rougher around the edges. I think I was aiming more for some insanely cinematic doc, but actually I found that the sort of more found footage-esque style suited it more. Um, I just felt like you you got, got to know the characters better and you feel more immersed in what was going on. But I didn't want to sort of let go of that super you know, lots of cool slow-mo and, you know, shallow depth of field, that sort of cinematic feel that you can get with documentaries. So we sort of came up with like a motif of like, if anything was happening 
in the story that was dramatic or exciting or we'd sort of cut we'd cut together like a cool promo of it so like there was a thing where she was talking about you know training for a fight or something and then we'd have like a really slick sort of shot almost like a boxing promo that would come on before a boxer came on or something like that just as a cut and it sort of just broke the film up a bit and we we did it as well like even on the fight night we had like a a red camera come in and shoot some super slow-mo like arty stuff of the ring being put together and all this kind of thing just so then it's like you've got these and there's three of them I would say so it's like one at the beginning one in the middle and one just before the end so sort of like I thought that was quite an interesting sort of way of like getting ending each um act I guess um so that was something I was quite glad that we still managed to work in but then we sort of mixed it with this fan footage thing so I just as we were making the doc I was like I just feel like this is going to be like a smaller camera you know being able to be in that because it's like we could have I guess rented something really big and had like a sound person all the time and all that kind of stuff I just don't think you would have got the best not performance out of my mum, but she wouldn't have been so natural if it wasn't for just like a little tiny camera in the corner kind of thing. Um, so that was something that definitely changed, but for the better, I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. Um, obviously, it's been a long journey, as you said, almost four and a half years. Um, and it's entirely different, you know, to make a fiction debut to a documentary because documentaries just take longer. Uh, and and how... how looking back at who you were as a filmmaker when you started like how do you feel you've evolved Ooh. Um, big question I know yeah <laughs> a very big question yeah. <laughs> um I mean I'm definitely more I mean it's um, I mean I'm definitely more confident with what I'm doing but I think the thing confidence is the wrong I think I'm quicker at making the decisions that need to be made now you know there's a lot of in the moment decisions with documentary um that uh and I feel like I can get to what I want quicker now you know like whether that's putting the camera in a certain position throwing a question quickly to someone to get story point or um and uh so I definitely feel like there's that and I feel like I definitely know more of who the kind of stories that I want to tell um because even though obviously this one is about my mum I don't want to keep making films about my family so I need to sort of think about like even though this is a film about my mum like what trying to put my mum aside what drew me to the story um and I think it was you know the the sort of I really love underdogs in sport so that is what I really feel like I didn't really know who I, what my, not motif, but what I really liked about filmmaking and what stories I, I wanted to make until I sort of made this film. And I feel like that's always really interesting, but using like sport and, and things like that to really get to the, the essence of a person. Cause that's, that's always what's interesting. It's not the sport. It's like why that person does it, like what they've overcome to do it. Um, you know like it's it takes a lot to do the kind of training that sportsmen do and things like that so it's like really delving into what kind of person that is and why they just keep overcoming all of these battles so I think that was what was quite interesting for me is like to try and figure out like why I wanted to tell my mom's story because I would want to tell it even if it wasn't my mum you know it's that kind of thing um so I think that was right I really feel like I found like my place as a filmmaker and what the kind of films that I want to make after this as well where I feel like when I started it it would just been like oh I'll make anything you mm-hmm. know just uh, uh, throw me a fiction or throw me anything yeah, you know exactly um, it's kind of which is good like there's a lot of filmmakers that like to do mm-hmm. that but I, I do quite like to sort of like, I think it'd be nice to sort of 
not specialize but you know just really kind of work on an area mm-hmm. of filmmaking I feel like sports documentary is something I really want to look into yeah yeah I think that's really you kind of really explain something I hadn't really found the words to explain before when it comes to sport because I'm not a huge sport person but I always know like when I know who the person is when I know just a little bit more about them, suddenly it's an entirely different watch. Like if I watch a random football game, I'm not really going to care. But if I know who the players are, if I know who the coach are, if I know, you know, just the history there and I know just the behind the scenes uh, information, there's just so much more depth to something like sport. Um, just yeah. like personally. It's like the... Yeah. the- the F1 series on Netflix, never interested in F1, <laughs> probably still yeah, not interested yeah. in F1, but I really love that series because like the way they deal with the politics of it, they, you know, they really follow people and they're with them all the time. I always found that really interesting. So it's like, um, yeah, that's like part of the reason why I, that, that's always what comes to my mind. It's like, I really don't care about that sport, but I feel yeah. like a lot of people, um, Care, like really enjoyed that series mm-hmm. no no exactly and I think like that's I mean talking about boxing that's kind of I think why people have you know connected so much with like Muhammad Ali who like was such a person you know um and it's just I don't I don't know how I feel about boxing as a sport it's a pretty controversial sport but just reading about your mom's story is so fascinating and just presents it in such a more personable way um that I just find fascinating and obviously bravos to your craft as a filmmaker there as well you know being able to capture that because it can absolutely you know go the other way as well but it, being skilled and being precise knowing like what you wanted to capture and I, I'm sure like again it was probably weird doing it with your mom and you know connecting what you do as a filmmaker with her as a boxer and bringing that together like that's also just pretty beautiful when you look at it that way so yeah just into it <laughs> yeah no it's quite cool yeah because people always say it's quite interesting we've both gone into those kind of professions and they're always like oh uh like because also it's quite interesting as well as um it's like in the dock uh I really don't I'm not like in it in any way and I got my parents to say like our daughter Alex because they kept saying like you or something mm, right. and I'm like no don't yeah, tell me yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like say like Alex or something um so it'll be it's quite nice like that's why with like the publicity of it and stuff like we're trying to say that oh I am her daughter because like in the, when you watch the film I have a feeling like you might not really know that it's me that's directed it um but yeah and then but then it's like a nice surprise like you said when people find out they're like oh that's so cool there's like cool parallels between like what you and your mum are doing so yeah yeah exactly um Mm -hmm. looking back at these four years and just that whole journey what's been like your favorite moments from it oh I definitely say um it would have to be the fight the fight night like that was just like um it was just amazing like because I had such a great team and like we'd all just got there and and it's like I was I was producing and directing it so I'd spent like three weeks making like floor plans and 
and hiring cameras that I didn't even know, you know, and then we like, we spent the whole night before like calibrating all the cameras, me and my, the, the DOP that I was working with, she was in lighting it and, um, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, cause we like went in and we lit the whole, they let us light the fight, which was amazing. So we had like these big fluorescent lights on the crowd and we created this like light tube oh, for my mum to walk through and things like that, which was really cool. And, um, and uh, and it was just and it was really nice because it was all like just because there was no money it was all just friends helping me and it was like and everyone was just there and like so even like there was like an old teacher from my BFI film academy came to my mum's fight to come and uh, to watch us all like film it yeah. <laughs> it was like a really odd experience but it just all sort of worked it's like the only shoot probably I've ever organized that everything just worked that's and amazing that's like, yeah. so yeah <laughs> It was like we managed to make that work still, um, and uh, and uh, yeah, and it was just like it was just it all worked really well, and obviously, and then you know, I won't spoil the ending, but it all went very well. Everything was fine, <laughs> and um, um, and and yeah, and it was just like I, I I don't know that was just the best. I remember I just looked around at everyone, and I was just like, oh, this is very cool. <laughs> here like and we're all shooting and I, I just remember finding that amazing yeah no it sounds uh, um and it's definitely you know uh, a scene to look out for for the people listening um the rest of the process you know going into post and then distributing what has that been like um obviously just tying all of I mean how much footage did you have Oh, it was crazy because we had like my mum used to film video diaries of herself as well. So we had like all this, just all this content that had to be go like go through. And that talking about that because we were on low budgets, I I just went not shady, but I just did like to get these mini DV tapes of her video diaries. I had to go from like a DVD to then burn the DVD and it just gave me all these weird files to try and like send to like an assistant editor or something I remember we had because this project went on for so long I had three editors and then it ended up being me editing at the end and then the project came to me and I remember I opened it one day and just this one mini DV file had linked to everything <laughs> and I watched the film and it was just this one clip over and over again and I was like oh my god what's happened <laughs> and then it was just it was this, this horrendous thing of like oh god I've touched the hard drive and everything's gone obviously it was like it was backed up somewhere else but that was on a hard drive like somewhere else with the editor he was keeping it in a safe so I had to go through and relink everything and uh, it was just that whole the whole process of like because it was all done on laptops you know trying to make it and we'd shot everything in 4k so um and that was something where like we didn't have a post-production producer that possibly would have sort of argued against that because it was all going to be on laptops so like trying to edit a feature film that's all in 4k on a laptop you know like oh. it took us four weeks just to make all the proxies you know and um it was just it was all a bit crazy really so that that process was really that was slow just because we just didn't have the amenities to to edit in the way that we would have wanted and um and just constantly like and we had a hard drive corrupt at one point you know there was just a lot of that kind of technical issues I remember in post that was horrible um and uh I remember there was just a month where I was just like I just can't look at it <laughs> I just can't open that project right now <laughs> um but then yeah it was just sort of like uh, I remember the most exciting part was I had them amazing sound designer that also did the mix as well. Um, he's a good friend of mine, Chad from Molinaire. So it was like we'd just done this, you know, everything really by 
scraping on laptops and stuff and then it came to the sound mix and we I was in this like proper sound mix studio and I was like on a sofa at the back like this is great I was like this is so he, and I was like to him so this is what it's supposed to be like is it he's like yeah <laughs> like, <great." laughs> um and he went through and like that was where I was I realized like sound design is just the most amazing thing like it can fix edits it can you know tie together like more I would say more than music I know music can be but there's something about sound design especially with this movie you know like with boxing and slow-mo like the washes when punches are coming across you know all that stuff just really like or like the moments that he decided in the fight to like fade out the crowd and just add punch noises Oof. like things yes. like that I know it's like wow this is great <laughs> and I, I remember watching it I was like wow this is like a movie <laughs> um and so that was really exciting though that was like a definite positive um from the post-production process uh and and then yeah and then uh, and then we delivered the film I mean we kind of basically finished the film just before covid but we had to get some subtitle graphics made and there was some small uh, and credits made and then just some small grading changes um and the pandemic hit and um and we were supposed to do like a whole thing where we were going to try and to sort of drum up publicity for it um through distribution we were going to go around to boxing gyms and and premiere it in boxing gyms and have like a female boxing night um and uh and lots of different and all that kind of stuff cinemas and before going into festivals just so then we thought we had more of a chance there's a little bit more of a following behind the film before sending it to festivals but obviously because of covid we could definitely couldn't tour around um boxing gyms so we sort of just had to skip that stage and and just send it to festivals and hope for the best but we've started we've started getting some back which is good we've gotten into two which is nice uh one I can't say just yet the other one was just like a small um festival so I'm hoping something will come of it um and uh and then yeah so it's sort of like slightly COVID slightly put a spanner in the works for distribution um we did have a distributor on board as well but then the pandemic hit and they actually went under <laughs> um, so so yeah that was all fun but <laughs> um you just got to keep going I was mm -hmm. like well I've worked on this film for four years four and a half years at this point so it's like I can work another year on it it's fine <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah no I mean it's you know it just changed everything for everyone so um, but but you know you got through it and uh, what what was it then like to finally see this final edit? Uh, did your mom watch it? Your dad like what was the reactions like? What was the feeling? Yeah, my parents have watched it. It's funny they they said it doesn't feel like a they said it not in a bad way, but it doesn't feel like a film about them. You know, they felt like they were just watching a court like a movie that was like really interesting. Um, they said it because it I think they you know they don't really they're not in film either of them so they've probably at some for the most part thought I was making some really high budget home video so I think they watched it and it felt like a proper film um you know it's rough around the edges and everything but I think it was more of a proper film than they were expecting um and and also they'd have so much distance from shooting it because I didn't really show them many of the edits over the the years I think I showed them one before we went into sound design and and grade but like the the finished one they saw like only really at the beginning of last year um so that had been ages since they'd actually shot anything or anything like that so they were watching it with a lot of distance as well um but yeah they just said yeah it was like very gripping and they sort of gave it like a very review like it wasn't about them that's what I found very interesting but um 
but yeah no they seem to enjoy it and they liked it so I think they're excited and my it got my mum all inspired which is nice she's been like writing more uh nutrition books and she's made some sort of nutrition planner that you can buy on Etsy and and all this kind of stuff so um so that was nice like I was glad that she because she hasn't really she hasn't boxed since that fight so it's like good that she's doing that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah yeah no I mean that's it's really interesting that like comment that but I guess that's you know also just shows you how good you are at kind of taking that distance and being a filmmaker uh and capturing that which is just well done what was it like for you to watch it after having watched it like all of the footage so many times probably already yeah I mean there was I'll be honest there was some edits down the line where I'd watch it and just cry it's <laughs> <laughs> just like oh um and uh, I wasn't too keen like I don't know there was a point when I just hated it I just hated the movie <laughs> and um I think everyone has that stage where I just I just don't want to watch this ever again and then <laughs> um but then yeah the sound design came through in the grades and the music and and I watched it again with a distance and I was like oh yeah it's quite good you know there's bits that I definitely would do better and and probably if I was to sit down and re-edit it I could do those bits better now but I was like I'm not going to do that you know this is this movie now it's from that part of my life whatever I think I can do better in that movie I'll just take on to the next exactly yeah yeah I was like that's that's done and and though I see it like that like it's actually I don't know I enjoy it a lot more that I see it it's like that's what it is we're not trying to fix it anymore it's just what it is um and I do enjoy it and I you know I always I I really like the first 10 minutes of it in the last half an hour love those bits (laughs) And then, um, and then the middle, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that's just so yeah. <laughs> I mean that just I mean I don't know like when you can look back at something you've done and you're like oh I wish I could kind of change that because I think every single person who does something creative will think that way. Like no matter if you write books, you will read your book and you'll think I shouldn't have used that one word. I shouldn't have used I, like there'll always be something you want to change and that just shows how much you've grown from that. That just shows that you know you've learned from that. Um, which and, and I think there's also something important about by letting things be the way they were when you made it and also using that kind of as like, oh, yeah, I, I have gone from this. But also I'm obviously happy that you really like the ending and are happy yeah. with that, too, because that's also really important. So I'm curious to know, has this process making this documentary in some way changed or added new depth to your relationship with your mom? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it changed our relationship as such, but yeah, it definitely changed like my viewpoint on her, you know, like, um, and, and just in the fact of like, when I was a kid, you know, there was, I was always a bit like, oh, she's not very mumsy mum. <laughs> and and now I'm like, whoa, that's actually like her biggest, that's like her biggest asset is that she's not a mums. you know, I really, she was, I didn't realise how much of a role model she was for me growing up. I think she was subliminally a role model and it was only until I started making this movie where I was like, maybe, you know, because of what she's done and I've always known that, like I wasn't so, you know, because when I started in the industry, I mean it wasn't that long ago really like eight nine years but um it was really like male orientated and especially because I wanted to go into camera as well but I never that never felt like a I never actually realized that 
and I think that was because I was just always used to my mum going to places and it being the only female there or or something like that and it was only actually I think when I started to get into a stage where I did some panel talks and then I go was it like you know and how, how many women are in your set and it was only really then when people ask that question I was like oh it's not many actually <laughs> and um and things like that so I feel like that she gave me the sort of subliminally the confidence to just go in and just do a job that you know isn't is freelance and is isn't hasn't got a regular income yes. <laughs> you know all those right. kind of things that can be really scary but it's like oh she did it and she did it successfully so um I think that was always what uh you know and I didn't really realize that until and I, I think also even after the movie I just asked her more questions about like her childhood you know things like that like it was just I was like oh actually you know everyone's she's got she had such a cool life like both of my parents did you know and there's there's so many more films I could make about them <laughs> and I think that's what um was quite interesting and I think you know like um maybe if I still lived at home or something it might have changed our relationship but I, I was I'd moved out by the stage of making this film and and um uh, still moved out now so um I think that was it hasn't really changed it too much no. Mm-hmm. No, which is nice yeah yeah that's good yeah um so for any uh, person out there who's listening uh who might aspire to go into documentary filmmaking what's some advice you'd give to them I'd say like the biggest thing that I think helped me make my first short was just talking about it with people it can feel quite intimidating like writing down a plan to shoot or actually picking up a camera and but I I you know the, the biggest thing that made me make the short about my mum was I just talked to people about her and like the story that I was thinking of telling or oh what do you find interesting and you know if you've got an idea for something just see what what, obviously you can't make a film by committee but it's just by talking to people about the idea you start to formulate it better in your head um and then because I always struggled with like sitting down and writing a treatment or you know anything like that where I found like if I talked about it quite a lot with either a friend or something like that um it just helped me to actually be like okay I could really make this and I sort of really understand what I'm making and but also saying that like if, especially for documentary you just sort of have to start like shooting random things like at the end of the day like everyone has an interesting story and even if they don't it can be an interesting challenge to make I don't know someone's commute to the supermarket into an interesting doc you know as, a, as like a filmmaking challenge like what can I do to do that and and also that you don't need to release everything you make like you don't you can make things for yourself just so you can practice ideas and and things like that um but also I would say like the thing that I really enjoyed is 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 working on other people's stuff I remember that was what really because it is just an environment to just watch how someone makes a doc or or something like that like I really am glad that I did some crewing and and things of that nature before I went in and started making stuff because it just gives you an understanding of how it all works which is quite nice without having to actually be the one doing it um you're just observing um so it's a lot uh, there's a lot of advice there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah many advice but, no I know yeah that's what I would say yeah, no that sounds really good and I'm sure uh, a lot of people will be able to adapt that to you know their plan and what they want to do so thank you for that on their behalf I am thanking you (laughs) um and as always at the end of our episodes we ask our guests to give a shout out to a woman who inspires you whether that be personally or professionally I did have one I did have one prepared but I can't remember who it was now 
Um, oh, uh, the, so there's a DOP friend of mine and she always used to send me um, really good camera operating work and I just get on with her really well and I think she's really cool. Her name is Laura Seward. Um, she's a DOP and you should check her out on Instagram because I think she's very cool. Yes. So um, right. <laughs> I don't know if she'll ever see this, but... <laughs> But you can still send me that, Laura, if you want to. <laughs> oh, that's good. Where can people find you? Where can people support this film? What should they do if they want to watch it? Um, so I am I'd follow us on Bam Bam Film, and that's on Instagram and Facebook. If you search that, you'll be able to find it. Um, we're hoping to have some screenings soon. Um, mostly online so everyone will be able to access them but there might be some in-person ones in October as well but you'll be able to see um, uh, updates and all of that on our Facebook and Instagram so if you want to follow along with that uh, that'd be great. <laughs> Amazing that's so exciting I'm sure that everyone's like yes I want to watch that I want to watch that fighting scene <laughs> give it to yeah. me um, and, and yeah well just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story your mom's story and letting us all know about the uh, world of documentary filmmaking no worries thank you for having me <laughs> If you would like to see more about women in the film industry, go follow us on Instagram at Making It Women in Film and check out our brand new website, womeninfilm.co.uk. We're posting lots of recommendations, reviews, discussions, statistics, all that good stuff. See you next week.